Greetings. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, today, well, maybe the next few podcasts I do, they may be a little, you know, ain't gonna be a little bit. It's gonna be real heated. Because I got to get some things off my chest. You know, you know, probably this week, especially this week. Um, I don't know if some of you are sports fans, but I guess in this day and age, you don't really have to be as long as it's something kind of controversial. It really doesn't matter. Um, I know probably you heard or watched the NCAA Women's Finals with Iowa and LSU. Um, And I'm sure you know about the controversy of, you know, Miss Angel Reese. Caden Clark and uh, let's cut you know let's let's cut to the bullshit the the biased and the uh, the prejudice of certain things that happened on that on that court and some of us who play sports are familiar with trash talking that's common all the time it's common so it's no new but to the real casual fan that just you know jump on the bandwagon because it's you know it's the talk of the town because it's one particular player that everybody well not everybody some people all gravitate to because of uh, uh, you know let's, let's, like I said let's cut the bullshit because she her skin is a little bit fairer than the average person that you define to play in basketball and she's got a following but she can play <laughs> can play they ain't one of the best if not the best player in the country no question about it that just happens to be European from the European descent and because of that she has a follow which is fine and dead and cool until it gets out of hand into Adrian Reese um, another excellent player all American Star who and her team LSU minus a coach who I am not a fan of whatsoever I will leave her off because she's nasty I don't like her but anyway that's another story but the LSU players came in there and they regulated they saw the superstar who Caitlin Clark who is definitely confident and definitely t- trash talks and the whole nine. You know, and they wasn't having it because they sense disrespect in her game sometimes. You know, she's ex-game, but she's, you know, confident. Everybody's cocky and everybody talks trash. But it's, it's it's a difference when you do certain things, you talk it in, you know, that's that's, called, that's, like, that's part of the game. But when you show disrespect, when not even guard anybody, you wave them off like they're nobody, that's disrespect. And LSU women took that disrespect, which you did to South Carolina, my home state. And you show that you just, who is that? I'm not guarding her. I'm too, it's almost given that I'm beneath guarding her. It's beneath me to guard her. And they took it. And that was fuel for them already. They wanted to win, clearly. But I just added that extra energy boost. It's like, okay, I'm going to show her. And we're going to show her. And that's what they did. And so, like, through the whole tournament, head through the season, Caitlin Clark was doing a you can't see me 
<laughs> which they call John Cena, which is no, which is a uh, uh, Tony Yale from the G unit. So let's get that clear. Even John Cena had told him that that's where I got it from. But anyway, so you know she was doing the whole tournament. Matter of fact, the ESPN did an actual segment on her. How she flipped the game, she changed the game, and you know she. You know, what was it? It was. Uh, let me get the title. Was it kid? Uh, uh, something said about she was the queen of clapback or something. Queen of clap clapback. <laughs> the queen of clapback. That's just that. Oh my god, that's funny. The queen of clapback and made a segment like her psychological game is so this she's getting into their heads and this like you know she invented the trash talk. Like she was the only woman ever in basketball to ever trash talk. You know. Or to have confidence in her game. Or, you know, it's, it's and they and they rode that horse and they drill it, they rode that horse. ESPN is I'm I'm putting them on front street, they rode that horse like it was a Kentucky Derby. And they rode it. And they want everybody pat popped up as the next greatest thing, the greatest woman basketball player of all time. And they put her out there like that. Oh, she had 27 points a game. Well, she did it like, man, from uh, Cheryl Miller to Daryl Tarasi, Asia Wilson, man, I go, Cheryl Swoops, come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Let's calm down. And those women won championships. Let's get that clip. Um, uh, let's um, get back. But it's the fact that the, they pumped that into the system. And in every every aspect from the announcers on down, oh, she's she's the greatest thing, and she's this, she's that, she's this, 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 this. and so as I'm sure as the ladies were playing, they see this and they see her attitude. She saw what she did to that girl, uh, young lady from Louisville, and the smack she talked, or the disrespect she showed her, or she's, the LSU saw what she did to South Carolina, one of the. Uh, SEC uh, sisters in the SEC they play against twice a year uh, in the tournaments three times maybe the tournament so they know they saw that so they got fired up and they wasn't having it so when Angel Reese gave it back to her tenfold all of a sudden everybody's in the uproar oh she's a bad sport or she's this and that's the nice part of it they called a young lady a young lady, a piece of shit. Oh, she's garbage. She's an effing idiot. You know, for giving it back to the Kayla Clark, they lost their minds. And I get it. Let me tell you something. I get it. I get it. I get it. This is like when honestly, I'm a big comparison. Where I, it's legit comparison. When Tiger came on the scene and he was phenomenal. He came out and dominated, dominated. And he had, he's a a man of color. And it brought so many people from African Americans, African American, Asian Americans, you know, Latino Americans, all of us rallied behind the guy because he was one of us and relate. We, we thought, well, thought was one of us, but yeah, that's another story too. But you know, everybody gravitated to him because you never, it was, you seen Calvin, you know, Calvin Pete. You saw, so, uh, you know, certain golfers come in, and if you follow golf, a lot of us didn't follow golf, but he brought in a new wave of young people that follow behind this young man. It's like, oh, we're going to follow him. And he was winning, not just winning, he was dominating. 
destroying the competition. All the greats, he was just killing them. At the time, he was destroying them. And we followed behind him. And I, I get it. And, we were, and that's why I get with Kate and Clark. I see European Americans following behind him. Throwing support. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. You support, and I, and I get you look for somebody that from, that's familiar to you. That you find something, oh yeah, I get and that's There is nothing wrong with that. But the problem is, when we act like they shit don't stick. And if they do something out of pocket and it's done back to them, you looking at the person, you look at the other person like, whoa, what was you doing that for? This is terrible. This, this, this. When actuality, because these people have, but, but the sad part about it is the Clinton, uh, Caitlin Clark fans, Quotation. Probably never watched the play the whole season until you got to the tournament. Or probably didn't even know she was because they probably never watched college basketball, women's college basketball until they got to the tournament. Then it became something. Because, it, like I said, ESPN was that monster machine that pumped that thing out. So it was in your face. It was in your face. And it was advertised. Every time, oh, Clark, Clark, Clayton Clark, Clayton Clark, Clayton Clark, Clayton Clark. That was all they were showing. So, well, that's in your face enough you, you got, it's almost like you, you 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 hear a name, you hear that name, you hear a name, and he's like, okay, let me find out who this person is. And you find out, oh, she's shooting over. And she's schooling a lot of people. A lot of certain people she was schooling. So, of course, you're going to gravitate to that. And so, you become a fan of her through the tournament. And he, you don't want to lose. That's fine. But when you start attacking... Angel Reese for doing the same thing that she was doing to everybody else. That's a problem. Because then it ceases to be about being a Caitlin fan and you're not a fan because of skill set and where she could play because you became a fan of her skin color because dominant now because I'm a fan because she's white instead of because she could play. You know, and you keep all that stuff to yourself. And what you nobody can tell you what's inside you. Whatever you feel that's your business, you don't have to expose that to anybody. But if you're a fan, you expand. But when you start going out of the way and you started acting like you have blinders on that you didn't see what she's been doing the whole tournament, and you focus on Angel Reese for a particular reason, and on top of that, Angel Reese has been hearing all the negative stuff the whole season uh, about her, oh, she's ghetto and blah, blah, blah. Of course it's going to come off wrong. So, don't get mad if Angel Reese tells you about yourself. It's like, hey, what was all the heat with her when she was doing the same thing? But y'all coming at me. Y'all been at me a whole season. But thing is, Angel Reese is also an All-American. Also, top 10 player of the, uh, of the, of the year in, in NCAA. They could play. But, you know, it's not like she just pulled it out, you know, just came out the blue because you don't follow the game. Because a lot, a lot of cats that Caitlyn fans don't follow the game. I couldn't tell you nothing about nothing. Because the top two, they said the top, this was the biggest watch NCAA women's tournament ever. The second biggest was the, the, uh, the day before when they beat South Carolina. Why is that? Caitlin wasn't that big when they was playing, playing Louisville. Why? Louisville wasn't the top, but South Carolina and LSU were. Hmm. Why is that? 
this is what I, and with, I almost fell out my chair, um, you know, watching certain talk shows, uh, sports shows, and they get callers on the line. And one idiot, racist piece of shit, and they were nice. They were real nice on um, uh, Max, Keyshawn, and Jay. And some racist piece of shit. First out the gate, his hers. You get it first out the gate. Or oh, I, I was born in a ghetto. I was born in a project. So, and he when he when you lead off with that, that just tells me all right, oh, this is gonna go bad. This is gonna go bad, and I, and this is gonna be terrible. And he started getting on his little tirade about if this would if she did if if Andrew Reese would have just South Carolina, there'd be a street brawl. And it's like I'm like, how the hell you get? How you figure? And, then, and like I said, that shows how stupid his, his dumb ass is because they played each other. They played each other because they had the same conference. There was no street fighting and none of that, but that's what you expect because all of a sudden South Carolina is like the blackest school, <laughs> it was the blackest university ever. South Carolina, let that sink in. Mm. And I'm from South Carolina, let that sink in. And he was just going off like South Carolina is. You know, straight out of uh, uh, you know, ACVU, a uh, black university. He thinks South Carolina's a black university or something. No, my friend, no. They have a African American coach and majority African American uh, players. But uh, somebody that told you wrong about South Carolina, my friend. No, 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 no. But and he just kept going on about it, and you could tell. His way he was going deep in the conversation that he was a, like I say, honestly, a racist piece of shit. And, and the guys, well, at least one of them, I know uh, Chris Canty was on there for, I guess he was stepping, uh, subbing in for um, Keyshawn. And Chris Canty was having had enough of it because he knew it was going. And, and, and for races like that to think as us as uh, African Americans are, are stupid, like we can't see it, comprehend what, we can't understand what a racist jab is and what a bigoted slant you're giving. We know. Because some of us, a lot of us, majority of us have dealt with a lot of this bigoted racism most of our lives. Sad to say. So we know how to check the temperature on a lot of things. We know how to read the read the room, so to speak. So when you throw certain jabs that I, uh, I, I was raised in the ghetto, like, what's that supposed to mean? So what? Oh, and, and so I guess you could speak, uh, uh, speak African-American. Like, you know, like this is a whole foreign country. Like, you like you just coming from somewhere else, like, to, well, I can communicate with them, they understand. Oh, you know, and then you try to do subtle jazz. And pretty much, I know he lied, because the whole, to me, honestly, he was a lie anyway. He just made up some shit just to get on the radio. And the first thing he do, you know, just to get him in, oh, I, was, I was born in ghetto, and I know this. No, you don't know shit. And, but he was... I consider the measuring stick of a lot of people out here to think that way. You know, the loud mouth African American girl shouldn't do the the John Cena as they call it, the John Cena. But Caitlyn was fine because she showed them. You know, she took over a sport that was dominated by African Americans. She showed them she's the, she's the best player in the world. She showed them, and it's sad it had to turn out that way. It's sad it has it went that way because of the direction of some idiots. They still don't get it. I still don't get it. That don't know shit about basketball. 
that don't know shit about sports in general. But they know about, you know, d- you know, what uh, African Americans should be and how they should act and how they perform. Or you should have some class, have some class. Don't show some class and don't be showing up. You in her face, you ran up in her face. Get that fuck out of here, man. Stop it. You saw, you see what you want to fuck see. But everybody else knows the truth. Everybody, black, white, or whatever, with common sense sees what's going on. Not just all black folks, but anybody with common sense sees what's going on. There are a lot more positive people in this world, black, white, whatever. All of us, the real brothers and sisters, understand what's going on. I ain't talking about you racist piece of shit. Because y'all can go somewhere else with that bullshit. We see it. We all see it. We can see Caitlin Clark is one of the, if not this, the best player this year in college basketball. No question. And it's, they all said that's going to be one of the probably the greatest, one of the greatest players to ever touch basketball. No question. Just like Angel Ruiz is one of the top players in this nation and is now a national champion. That's what you can't take away from because you losers don't get it because you're still stuck in this bullshit. And when I lead on to that, it leads up to, and, and it, just watching that made me tap into something else about it. Because the, this this phrase came up and I heard, you know, online and certain uh, uh, podcasts and everything else about, oh, she's just an angry black woman. And that shit triggered the shit out of me. That shit triggered me. And I was like, let me, you know what? I said, let my podcast, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try in the best way I know how in my limited time about it, supposedly try to explain. I don't, no, I don't want to say explain because it's bullshit. Just make a, give out my opinion in so-called title or, or phrase or whatever you want to call it, angry black woman. And I just pose a question to the person that uh, people that don't understand or or get it or whatever to let them and and, and just pose a, a scenario to them and to understand why this so-called angry black woman phase or mood or whatever you want to call it comes through in their eyes. If you. And I'm going, I'm, like I said, I'm getting kind of deep. I'm tr- try not to be, but I'm trying to go too deep. But I am, I'm sorry if it's old people up. I'm sorry. I was watching um, this, uh, it's kind of a, it's a documentary I think Samuel Jackson had. Um, it basically was checking his lineage back from Ghana. So if you don't know Ghana, Africa, which, which if you don't know, Ghana was like basically the port, the main port where the first Africans were sent over were captured and sent over and was sent all over to the islands to all the way to North, you know, South America to North America or whatever. And it was a phrase they had on the sign. It was like, they called it the port of no return because once you walk through those doors, you were never coming back. And during that time, they separated the men, the women, I guess children or whatever into different locations. And Samuel Jackson's wife went through and they were showing one of the, the guys were Tour guy, well, it's a tour guys. When the guys were showing where they were separated, and the crazy part that the, the women were separated in another spot, 
And over the spot, over the top, was the captain or whoever's in charge's room. So basically, and it was a trap, a door. So basically, anytime he wanted to violate women or children, he could draw down the steps and do what he do, drag them up and whatever. And they showed all that. And they showed where the men were. That they could actually hear the women get abused and everything else. They were showing the actual scratch. They showed scratches on the walls where the, the African males were trying to get through because the women were going through it and they were trying to get to them. They were scratch. They actually had the cl- I mean, literally scratches in the wall. That because they were going through so much, the men tried to help, but they couldn't get through because they were the whole wall was built up and they they actually have lives where they tried to scrape and claw their way through the walls to get to those women to help and a lot of women that were violated were pregnant became pregnant and girls were pregnant so imagine you taking a voyage from Ghana Africa to little ports so like I said South America to to um, North America and you're pregnant and God God bless you bore a child by a monster that violates you. What emotion you what what kind of emotion could you feel? It's a child that came from you. That came from you, but was planted by a demon that violates you. How do you feel? You hate the person that did that to you, but you have a child who was innocent that had nothing to do with the situation. So you have to love that child because it came from you. You know, child made what well, majority time is lighter than you. That you know it came from some it was conceived out of evil. Probably <sighs> Single the worst evil. I don't even know how to put hands on this. It's evil. But you violate a woman, a girl, for your sick animal pleasure. So you keep that in you. And you you can't get it out. You have to store that in. Because that's your child at the end of the day. So you had to nurse and baby it. You know, nurse that baby. Take care of it because that's your child. Even though inside you are hurt and you are damaged. Would you be angry? Now, mind you, from 1619 to, oh my God, it's 400 years. But in that time, this stuff was still going on all the way up until. You know, this is almost 1619, 1719, 1819. You know what I mean? This is almost 200 years of this stuff going around with evil monsters violated these women and little girls. And you, before you could develop as a young, become a woman, as a girl, you are violated. You have to carry this. How do you feel? Would you be angry? There's no, there's no psychiatrist I could say and tell Dr. A, Dr. A, how I'm feeling. You have to deal with it. Then on the same time, they would take that child. 
and you can't make emotion, you can cry and everything, but you have to deal with it. You have to deal with it. And then they take that same woman while she's been violated by the so-called quotations bastards. Put you with a man you have no idea who it is to make and breathe with. A man you don't know. And want you to breathe like some goddamn farm animal. Or some damn dog. But you can't express your emotion to feel. Now pass that pass that thought to your next your daughter after you have a daughter. And God forbid if you had managed to keep that daughter. And she has to go through that same thing. And she has a daughter that has to go through that thing. And then she has a daughter that has to go through that thing. You are dealing with five generations of dealing with that oppression at no uh, at a crazy level. Yes, African American men, we go through pure hell. Hell. And, uh, and as but as males, we knew we had to take some shit. As males, we have to take some shit. And we have to suck it up and deal with it because we got to provide or we have to do what we have to do to survive this. But imagine the woman who be real can't defend herself against these monsters. She can't just go out and vent and do what she needs to do. She has to deal with it and take it in. It's almost like an heirloom. It's like, like a necklace or something, a family heirloom you have to pass down to your child, your, your daughter, and your daughter, your daughter. Because they've been told from the time from my mom and my sisters to tell you the same thing. Like, you got to kill, hey, you got to keep it in, hold it inside, deal with it. That is a, a generational uh, method that's been passed down so many from so many women to the daughters and on down in our community. And so when we finally get loose and let loose and let and let it out, that's not just for one event. This is generational type shit. And I know some people ain't gonna get this shit because they don't give a fuck. They don't understand what pain comes through. And somebody tell you, oh man, that's, that, that's a long time ago. That's four years. You need to let it go. Fuck letting it go. You know why you don't let it go? Because of the bullshit that happened this week. Because, it's a, because until this country deals with a race problem, you ain't going to figure out shit. You're going to deal with people's angers and you're going to deal with all the frustration because never nobody wants to deal with the fucking truth. People don't want to own up to this shit. No, as a, a man, a, a, a European American now, you didn't do that deal. You didn't create that shit. But you damn sure got to deal with it. So if you, damn, I said you were guilty of doing it, but damn, let other people deal with it. Let the African American deal with that shit. You don't need to be corrected every fucking time because you feel some type of way. That's a pain, boy. It's a pain that shit don't go away. That shit is passed down from generation to generation. Then when you think you get a little, then you think you get past it or you think you get, all right, I ain't dealing with this shit to say. I'm just going to be me, play my ball, play my ball game or go to work. and But then somebody else got to bring this shit up or something has to come up that sets you right back. Well, you get off the, get off that horse, as they say, get that monkey off your back, quote unquote, no pun intended. You finally, oh, now, this is going to be a good day. I'm just going to focus on my work. Da, da, and this shit happened. 
I'm going to play basketball. And now all of a sudden, I'm ghetto. I'm a piece of shit. Because I dare to mock the great white hope, Caitlin Clark. Because these fucking idiots who don't watch basketball got their feelings. Because that's what they do. And half of them stir the shit up just to get money from you, for the rest of these ignorant asses that follow. Yeah, yeah, you know, Joe so-and-so's right. He's right. You shouldn't do that to Caitlyn. You do that. That's a sport. like you piece of shit. You know, that type of shit. Because it feeds to a narrative of a, a, a foul crowd of people. And like I said, real good people, all colors, don't fall for that bullshit. We know what's going on. We see it. And so when you say, oh, angry black woman, you goddamn right, let her be angry. Because she entitled. She's due. She's owed that shit. And a whole, owed a whole hell of a lot more. Damn it, let her express herself to get it out of her system. Let her tell the damn truth. Because for that damn 400 some damn years, you couldn't do that shit. Didn't have an outlet. And from, from 2023, uh, finally, young girl expressed herself and told what she's trying to do. Y'all coming at and people coming at her like she damn, like she just said some blasphemy or did some crazy shit. That shit pissed me off so bad, man. I was like, my God. We let the, let the young lady shine for a minute without throwing some shit on. Oh, she's a bad sport. She's a piece of shit. It's like, damn. You pay, you take it two of the best players in the nation, basketball, who know, who know how to play the game. And throwing the smack talk, that's a rivalry. That's a hell of a damn rivalry. And you have an excellent game. But because dumb asses come in with their two cents of violence, what is she doing that for? Because ESPN just posted that Caitlin Clark is the queen of clapback. The queen of clapback. She's psychologically breaking those women down. The fuck out of here. Man, oh my God, man. That shit, oh, that shit pissed me off. And I, I, I apologize because of so much, but that shit pissed me off. That shit pisses me off. Because you take a sweet game, a sweet game, basketball, sweet, the sweetest game around, where your skill set shines through. It's speed, strength, eye coordination, intelligence, everything. And turn it into some bullshit ass. Superiority complex shit. Can't enjoy the game. Can't enjoy watching Hooper's Hooper. Until these dumbasses come in with their, oh, with their, you know, black people need to stay in their place shit. Or black people need to have some manners or the angry black woman bullshit. Oh, man, it's the shit gets old. It's getting old, man. Been around, I've been on this planet 51 years. This shit still bothers me today. It's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. But damn it. These people irk the shit out of me. It's tags. They take a beautiful game and ruin it. Because it, cause some casual asshole who doesn't watch probably can't tell you shit about basketball found somebody they can link on to. And bless and shout out to Caitlin Clark who Nipped it in the bud, said no agent wasn't wrong what she did. This is basketball. Now, but you know, I don't see nobody po- po- posting that shit. 
You know, we we don't we don't feed on feed on the negative. Tell you, boy. Mm. I said again, I apologize for all the cussing, cursing, cussing, whichever you prefer. But damn it, sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes, got to get it out. Got to get it out. Well, I guess I'll be the angry black man today. So appreciate you. <laughs> but for future reference, man, like let let people be, and God, God let black women be. They entitled. It's long overdue. Let let them be angry. They got a right to. I think they justified, don't you think? Shh. On that note, getting there a lot for you. <laughs> Let's end it with a cuss. But appreciate y'all listening, man. I get back with y'all.